0: It is easy for us to imagine that we are right now commemorating the events of 2,000 years ago, that we're reenacting them. This is kind of a human thing to do, you know. We imagine that right about now, 2,000 years ago, they're finishing the, the Passover and they're getting ready to head out into the garden. And then tomorrow, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll count like at midnight, I'm sorry, noon, we'll say, okay, right about now, now he's dying. And three hours later, then, you know, he's, he's on the cross, three hours later, he's dying. And that's good. But we have to remember, this is not a reenactment. The liturgy is not just going through the motions of something that happened long ago. Make no mistake about it. What we celebrate over these three days did happen in history. They are rooted in history. That's why when we we make our profession of faith, we say, Jesus suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. Many people wonder, I used to wonder too, why are we mentioning Pontius Pilate? Of all people, we mention his name in in our creed. Why is that? Clearly, it's not to lift him up, but it's to set this in a certain time, to, to cement this in time. We believe that this happened in history. However, What we do today is not just rehashing that. It's not like putting on a play of Shakespeare or something like that, going through the motions with our various lines. We believe that when we do this in the liturgy, in the sacred liturgy, through the power of the Holy Spirit and the word of Jesus Christ, what was, what happened in history passes over in mystery to us. So we're not just remembering the good old days and what happened 2,000 years ago but we're celebrating, we're becoming present to what happened 2,000 years ago, or rather, it becomes present to us. And thus we experience today, right now, in this moment, the fruit of Jesus' passion, death, and resurrection. That is forgiveness for our sins now. That is the promise of redemption right now. That is the promise of eternal life with the Lord in the future. This is what we celebrate as we go through this liturgy that lasts three days, and every liturgy. It's not a reenactment, but it is a remembrance in a special way to bring about, to make present today, what happened long ago in history. You can almost, I know this is going to sound preposterous, but I almost imagine Jesus contemplating, thinking back then, how am I going to make what is going to happen in the next few days, how will I make that relevant, not just relevant, but present to people in the local church of Pensacola, Tallahassee in April of 2022? How can I possibly make this present to them and everyone, for that matter, of all time, in every place? I don't think that Jesus sat down and was contemplating this, but nonetheless, it happened. Jesus gave us the Eucharist, and I want to say it is brilliant, of course, it is God. But he gave us the Eucharist in order to make that one salvific death and resurrection present to us today. So when he was celebrating the Passover with his disciples, he took at one point the bread, the matzah, the unleavened bread. And they were expecting him to go through the lines and say, you know, what what was prescribed? Because Passover, unlike the Eucharist, is a reenactment. But when Jesus came to the time to say those words, he changed it completely and forever. This is my body, which will be given up for you. This is the chalice of my blood, which is given up for you, the new covenant. The disciples knew that something completely new was happening at that moment. Jesus was giving us not a sign, not a symbol, but his very body, blood, soul, and divinity for all time. So that as Saint Paul said and we heard in the second reading, when you eat this bread and drink this cup you proclaim his death until he comes again. You make it present again and again and again today in every time in every place until he comes again. This is why the Eucharist is such an awesome gift. I use that word awesome, there's no better word. I know we've, we use it for everything. This shirt is awesome. That movie was awesome. But the Eucharist is truly awesome. It is a miracle. This is why it is devastating to hear when they do a, a survey and they say only 30% of church-going Catholics believe in the real presence. That can't be. I know they don't, they don't come to our diocese and ask you, because I know, I know you would say it is. It really is. I don't understand it. I can't prove it to you scientifically, but I believe it with my life that Jesus Christ is present on the altar at the consecration and in the tabernacle after that, not symbolically, not as a strong sign, but he is really and truly present to us. And we are present to him and the death and the resurrection that he offered for us, that he won for us our salvation. Now there's one other thing in today's gospel that's also important, and today's this part of this great liturgy, and that is this. Jesus not only connects us, gives us communion with him in the Eucharist, but also through service. So in the three synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, called synoptic, same optic, same lens, same view of the gospel. In those three gospels, we get the story of the the um, institution of the Eucharist. Jesus takes the bread and says, this is my body, this is my blood. But in John's gospel, we don't have those words per se. John chooses to give us another lesson during that meal when, as we just heard it, Jesus kneels down and washes the feet of his disciples. And it's interesting and wonderful that St. Peter, who is always objecting, always putting his foot in his mouth, he says, no, 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 Lord, you'll never wash my feet. And it's important to hear what Jesus said. If I don't wash you, you will have no inheritance with me. You don't have that communion with me. But if I do wash you, then you have that inheritance, you have that communion. So we have communion with the Lord in the Eucharist, yes, on a completely perfect level. But on another level, Jesus says, when you serve your brothers and sisters, when you wash their feet, you have that communion with me. You are acting in persona Christi, in the person of Christ. You are actually doing, serving me. We know that from Matthew's Gospel, Jesus said, when I was hungry, you gave me food. When I was naked, you clothed me. When you serve others, you, ser- you serve me. So in today's gospel, we also get that other sense of communion with the Lord. It's not just here in church, but it is out there. It is when we serve, when we love, when we, pe- when we preach and teach the good news. All of this we celebrate tonight and throughout this great solemn liturgy. Let us continue this liturgy then now with hearts made new, ready to receive the Lord's presence, ready to be instructed by the Lord, ready to, be, to, to, to receive that, that, that great example of service by the Lord. Let us celebrate the, minister, the mystery of the Eucharist well, so that what happened long ago, 2,000 years ago, in a certain time, in a certain place, actually becomes present to us today, and we become present to it. Let us experience then the fruit of the Eucharist, the fruit of the presence of the Lord, forgiveness for our sins, the promise of redemption and eternal life in the kingdom to come.